Can Matt LaFleur get a hold of this Packers team, even if the season is mostly over? The answer to that question could very well define whether or not he can succeed in the coming years with or without Aaron Rodgers. Plus, for Expert Tuesday, our pal Bart Winkler joins us to talk about Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and a season on the brink you are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. And when you use the promo code Locked On, you can get up to a $100 deposit bonus just go and put the money in use the promo code they'll give you money it's that easy prizepicks.com or download the app bart winkler from the bart winkler show joins me uh formerly uh a a radio host in milwaukee i used to go on his show a lot um and unfortunately that station has disbanded Uh, a lot of really great people on that network a network that that i went on a lot um and look uh, Lori Butler used to be on that network. So, uh, and, and uh, you know, he's pretty good. That, that Leroy Butler, pretty, pretty good, that guy. We'll get to Bart in a little bit. Before we do, you know, we're going to talk about the Eagles. We got Lily Zhao coming on the show tomorrow, and we're going we're gonna to do some breakdowns and talk about that team. And, and we'll have our, our crossover Thursday. But I want to I get to the Eagles in a different kind of way because... This is a season now where everyone in the organization understands unless they win out and even if they win out, they're not making the playoffs. They do not look, feel, sound, smell like an NFC contender. They're not anywhere near any of that. So the degree to which Matt LaFleur and the other leaders on this team, but especially Matt LaFleur, can hold this team together will define the Matt LaFleur era in Green Bay because so far it has been defined by winning a lot in the regular season and coming up short in the postseason. And now in a year where your quarterback is not playing up to his standards, you've had some issues, but it it frankly is really hard to point to the reasons this team continues to lose these games when talent-wise, they're just not that different from last year. And fundamentally, you've got the same offensive scheme, more or less. You've got the same defensive scheme, more or less. You've got better personnel on defense because you have Jair Alexander out there. You don't have Shannon Sullivan out there. You've added to the defensive line. You've added to the linebacker room. And offensively, yeah, you lose Dante Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scaling. I think it is underrated how overrated MVS was. He was a very important piece in terms of his speed and what he could do. But in terms of his actual play, he was consistently underwhelming. And like Christian Watson, if Christian Watson got to play with Devontae Adams, 
would have demolished the sorts of productivity that we saw from MVS. It would not have been close. I think if just Romeo Dobbs had been able to play the MVS role in an offense with Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, he could have put up those kinds of numbers or better as rookies had they been able to stay healthy. It is, it is hard to come to grips with exactly what is going on here. And I think there are a lot of theories that we can we can throw out there. And, and I think there's a lot of blame to be placed on a lot of different parties. Brian Gutekunst is not without his role in all of this. Matt LaFleur, Mark Murphy, even to a certain degree. And, you know, the players on the field, of course, are, you know, the buck stops with them, frankly. I know that we always say, oh, it stops with Brian Gutekunst. No, no, the players have to do the thing. The players have to make the plays. That is ultimately what we see at the end, when you look at a box score, when you look at a final score, you don't see Brian Gutekunst, you don't see Mark Murphy, you see Matt LaFleur to a degree, but it's the players who decide the outcomes of these games. Now, Brian Gutekunst puts together the rosters and Mark Murphy helps to sort of shape the, the business side. And, and I think he's got more fingerprints on the football side than maybe we realize. And, and that's something that has been burbling under the surface here for a while with the Packers. But ultimately, the players are the ones who have to go out and win and lose you games. It is Matt LaFleur's job to make sure that this team is together, that they're cohesive, that they're prepared, that they're disciplined. And this team over and over and over again this season has not been those things. So why? Why? Why is that happening? Why do they look so much less prepared? Why does the offense look so much less cohesive? Why do guys seem to not know, veteran guys seem to not know where they're going? Why is John Runyon missing stunts and pass-offs? Why, why are, you know, you have Darnell Savage and Jerry Alexander can't execute a simple call on a fire zone and, and carry a seam receiver and it turns into a big third down conversion? Why can't? You have veteran receivers like Sammy Watkins running the wrong routes. How can that be at this point in the season? And you have a coach who is proud to go up there. And, and I think doing the right thing by going up there every week and saying, I've got to do better. And he's right. But at a certain point, you have to do better. And the degree to which this is about other things Aaron Rodgers, discontent on the team, frustration, of course. How, you know, there are players looking for contracts. You know, Adrian Amos probably wants to get paid. Rashawn Gary probably wants to get paid. Alan Lazard probably wants to get paid. I'm not saying those guys specifically are problems. I'm just saying there's a lot that goes on in a locker room that we just don't know about. What is going on behind the scenes? And who is the one to say, hey, guys, it's time to work. This has got to be better than it has been. Who is that? Who are those players? Who are those voices? And ultimately, it's Matt LaFleur's responsibility to make sure this team sticks together. So are they going to quit or are they going to keep fighting? Are they going to quit or are they going to keep fighting? And the degree to which they keep fighting, I think, will tell us a lot about how these players feel about Matt LaFleur. And in a season where you have a lot of questions raised about your process, about your organization, I think about your culture, it's essential that you answer that question. How do these players feel about their coach? And I think, you know, again, this is one of the reasons why Joe Barry still has a job, because the players like him. 
If the players thought he sucked, if the players thought he was a bum, if they'd turned on him, maybe the Packers would have made this move. What you want to see is a team that will continue to fight. Now, the problem is they kind of haven't fought all year, even when they were still in the playoff picture. So why was that? What was that about? And I have said over and over that I think to really get the full measure of Matt LaFleur, we need to see him with a different quarterback. And that has nothing to do with, you know, however I feel about Aaron Rodgers. It's more just about Matt LaFleur is not going to get credit for the good. He's going to get the blame for the bad. And so, okay, let's see him with a quarterback like Jordan Love that he wanted, that he has coached up, that he has groomed for this moment. It's why I'm so excited at some point to see Jordan Love get some starts, hopefully this season. Now, now, okay, hopefully they win six in a row and make the playoffs and, and go on a magical run. That would be wonderful. That would be great. I don't think anyone's expecting that, but you know, that's number one on the list of like hopeful things, right? But then number two is find something out about some of these young players, including and especially Jordan Love. And you, I want to see Matt LaFleur with Jordan Love, and I want to see how the players respond to Jordan Love. I want to see how the offense changes with Jordan Love. And more than that, I want to see if the coach has the cojones to say, Aaron Rodgers, I know you want to keep playing, but that's not the best thing for this organization. The best thing for this organization is to put Jordan Love on the field. And ultimately, this offseason, maybe it comes down to this organization saying, just like they did back in, in whatever it was, 2008, that the best thing for the organization is for Brett Favre to go be a Jet. Maybe that's the best thing for this organization. I don't know right now. But I want to see Matt LaFleur respond to all this adversity. I want to see him thrive. I want to see him come out the other side a better coach and a better leader because of all of this. I want to see him reveal himself to be the kind of leader that, that can be hardened in these moments. And, and we don't know that he's not. But let it reveal itself. Let them let them come out and just fire against these this Eagles team. Even if they lose, lose thirty four to thirty one, go down swinging. Because Matt Lafleur has to coach these guys next year, probably. Whether or not Aaron Rodgers is on this team, and he is probably going to coach them in twenty twenty four, with or without Aaron Rodgers. But the clock is ticking in a way that I thought there was no chance it would be ticking to start the season. I thought there was a 0%. I thought Matt LaFleur had five years to figure this out. But the way this season is gone, and then if Aaron Rodgers wants to keep playing, in a lot of ways, that's put a, that puts a lot more pressure on Matt LaFleur. If Aaron Rodgers is on this team next year, that puts a lot more pressure on Matt LaFleur to keep winning games in a way that they haven't won games this year which then puts pressure on Brian Gutekunst to add players to make this team better and probably to make changes to the coaching staff, which are necessary anyway. There are players that I want to see more of. Christian Watson. I want to see Romeo Dobbs come back and play well and do cool stuff. I want to see A.J. Dillon look more like the guy we saw last year. I want to see Kingsley Anigbari keep taking steps forward. I want to see, you know, Quay Walker keeps taking steps forward. He's, he was really good last week. I want to see Darnell Savage settle into a role in the slot. I want to see Rudy Ford carve out a position on this team moving forward. But I, I think in a lot of ways, the most important thing 
is that Matt LaFleur demonstrates, not just for me, like who cares what I think, but demonstrates to the locker room and demonstrates to us that, and, it, and the important thing is what it would show, right? It's not that he's showing it. It's that what it reflects, the reflects that Matt LaFleur has this locker room, that they're behind him, that they believe in him. They think he's going to make the right decisions for this football team. That's what we want to see. We don't want to make it seem like, you know, like, you get it. That is, I, I think, a, a storyline that has not been covered enough. We've talked about it on this show a little bit, but I don't, I don't hear other people talking about it. I don't think the seat is getting warm quite yet. I think the seat is like someone has maybe pressed the button. It's one of those, those toilet seats that does warm up and someone has pressed the button, but the heat hasn't turned on yet. I think, you know, a couple more losses and the heat might turn on. But we're not, we're not there yet. And I think, I think Matt LaFleur is going to get every opportunity here. But we need to see this team stay together and, and fight a little bit harder, frankly. Like if they go down like they, they did on this losing streak that they've been on, even with the Cowboys game, like throw it all in there. If they close the season looking like this, it's, it, I think it says some pretty damning things about the leadership on this team. And that, that is, first and foremost, Matt LaFleur. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. It's annoying to rent cars. It's one of my least favorite things to try and deal with. And you, you get out of the airport and you got to deal with that whole thing. Or maybe you just need a car to drive around. Maybe you want to test drive a car without going to a dealer and feeling all of those pressures. Well, Turo can help you book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts, US, UK, Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. This is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want. It's so easy. You want to try an electric car? Bang. You want to see, oh, an SUV. Is that right for me? Let me try and let me try it for a week. Does it fit my lifestyle? Hey, yeah, or mm, no. Sorry, it doesn't. Well, that's what Turo is there to give you an opportunity to do. Every trick is backed by liability insurance. Um, and, and many Turo hosts can deliver the call right to you. Every trip is backed, as I said, by insurance. Terms and conditions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. It is easy because you don't have to compete against other people. You just compete against one thing, the number. The Prize Picks projections. Aaron Jones rushing yards. Giannis rebounds. You just get to decide. Is the player going to have that many? Are they going to have more? Are they going to have less? And if you get them right, you pair a couple of them together, you can win up to 10 times your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projection. And you can play different sports. You can mix sports. You want to do college and pro football? Bang, you can do that. NBA, MLB when it comes back, uh, soccer, World Cup right now, disc golf. Yes, disc golf. I did not stutter. Disc golf, cricket. It's, it's all there for you. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get up to a $100 deposit bonus. They will match up to 100% of up to $100. It's crazy. They'll just give you money. Just give you money for using the promo code locked on at prizepix.com or download the app 
today. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today, my show, my all sports show, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Joining me now, a familiar face on Locked On Packers, Bart Winkler from the Bart Winkler Show, a new daily podcast that you can go check out um, if you like to experience the agonizing sports that that we all know and love, right? That's that's the deal, Bart. And no one is no one is better at em- embodying that agony <laughs> than, than Bart. Bart, how's it going, man? I will take that as a compliment. I don't know what it was intended as, but one hundred percent was a compliment. I, I, I like, I, I don't want to hear after a loss, anyone else complain us other than, I don't want to hear myself certainly than you. So this is, this is like high praise in, in my, well, mind. I appreciate that. And I agree with you. I'm very passionate. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, Hey, as a fan, Pete, all I want is my teams to try to win championships. And, you know, there's been a lot of franchises throughout the world of sports where for some reason, that's just not what teams try to do. I don't, and I never think it's too much to ask for fans to want their teams to win titles because what's what else is the point? Otherwise just let's play 17 weeks of football and then, and then go home. No, I want, <laughs> I want titles. I want one day of euphoria every 15 years across the four or five teams I root for. Is that so much to ask? It's not. Unfortunately, I think the Bucks might be it for 10 or 15 years. Uh, so that's that's where we are. Did you think on this very topic, did you think um, the Packers tried to win a championship with their offseason this year? Um, no, no, I thought so because they tra- obviously they trade Devontae Adams. Right. Which they, they brought everybody they else kind back. of had to do. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, different circumstances there, but they brought everybody else back. So. On one hand, the Milwaukee Bucks, they brought everybody else back. But if they would have traded Chris Middleton for two draft picks, you'd be like, well, what was that? Right. But you'd say, well, they're still good enough. They still have Giannis. They still have different pieces. But then I would say, but you don't have Middleton. And then the way that I looked at it from the Packers standpoint was, okay, well, what's knocked them out? What what, what has hindered them the last couple of times they've been close to a Super Bowl? And if you look at that last, you know, NFC championship game or the divisional round, I confused yeah. myself. Rodgers was targeting Devontae a little too much. Okay. So then I think, well, maybe it's some sort of weird addition by subtraction thing. Cause that's part of a fan's job too, is to talk yourself into the, the, the moves your team yeah. make into being the best. Cause <laughs> you got to root for those moves, whether you like it or not. I actually and think there was actual logic there. I don't, I don't think that was just fans trying to talk themselves into circles. I think there were a lot of people, and I don't know where you fell on this part, uh, that that felt like it was actually holding the offense back that Aaron Rodgers I think you could make that argument. Devontae Adams so much. And, and if you, you believe that, that then then it, it is, I think it is pretty logical to say, okay, well, without Devontae, if they can find some other pieces that the offense could be better, it just turns out that the other pieces were not as good as we had thought or maybe hoped. Well, the other problem is, Devante being off of the team like makes that difficult and makes other things difficult, but it doesn't make everybody else 20 to 30% worse, which also seems to have happened right on both sides of the ball. So there was some problems with the offensive line to start, um, you know, not, 
I don't I don't know what's going on with AJ Dillon, but like the colder he gets, the worse he gets somehow. Rodgers, there's been problems there. And then we all know the nightmare with the defense. And just when you think that there's enough problems where the Packers special teams isn't like worth like they're fine. Well, then Amari Rodgers was so bad that they did everything in their power not to cut him. And then he was like, you had like you just had to cut him. So it is it was a move that it probably wasn't a championship move, but you could still win a championship in spite of that move. It's just everybody else got worse. And so you think, should they have brought Rasul back? Should they have brought De- uh, Devondre Campbell back? Should they have tried to go all in? Or would the right step have been to try to trade Aaron Rodgers? Although, side topic, I don't think Rodgers ever wanted to get traded. I, don't I think he's the kind of guy that, you know, the grass is not greener. Why would you ever leave a situation in which you've become bigger than the team and can do and say whatever you want with no like circumstance, like no uh, consequence. And then you can cry about getting canceled and somehow get super uncanceled. Why would he ever want to go anywhere? So that might've been a move that they could have made in, in hindsight. But as far as your question, did they try to win a championship? I think they had every intention of this is a team that can win us a championship. It's just they're playing very poorly. Where did you come down on this on the in the spring? Because I know that there were a lot of people, you know, not not just fans, but but Packers media and and people like us who have takes for a living who were like, actually, the move is despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers was the MVP, he wanted out last year. This is the time to maximize his value to move on. This team is not going to win the title. We just saw it with this team. The 2022 version is not going to be better. And so now is the time to move. Where were you in all that this spring? Because I was on I was on team keep Aaron Rodgers, which I know surprises a lot of people, but that is the truth. Um, but where were you that last spring? Yeah, I don't want Aaron Rodgers to play for another team. I don't want to see him win a Super Bowl elsewhere. Mm. I don't want us to go through all that where you go to Lambeau and like people are showing up in Broncos Rogers jerseys like Oof. we did with Favre. I don't want to do that. That was nasty business. Again, I also, I want off the Aaron Rodgers ride. I don't want him <laughs> to be the quarterback anymore. So if you can get something for him, yeah, you would have maximized your value then. I just, I, you know, for a long time it was, I, I love the guy when he's got the jersey on is what I would say. Because even against uh, Sunday against or Thursday, whoever they played, I don't know, season's over. Thursday against the Titans, the touchdown he had at the end of the first quarter, like he recognized something in the defense. He recognized there was a few seconds left on the clock. He recognized what kind of throw you need to get to Christian Watson. And that was like you put up with all that and you get you get the reward. And that was great. So for a long time, the three hours of him in the jersey made up for all the other off-field nonsense that may not have affected the team, but just as a fan or media or whatever, you're just like, it gets exhausting. But now Rodgers is back to where they were when they thought they needed to draft a quarterback in that those some of those throws in the fourth quarter, man, were not good. And I don't know if this is a thumb thing. And if he doesn't want to go on the injured list because he doesn't want love to be good, there's just, there's so much at stake here that to ever have a 10 minute conversation about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you can't, you just can't do it. Cause there's so many variables, some that are known, some that are unknown. Is there a part of Rodgers that thinks Jordan love might be good and doesn't want to get pushed out of town. Brian Gudikins made these moves because he wanted to move on from Rodgers and then got in some weird like situation where he just like couldn't. And so it's just, 
there's so much to it that, you know, we play Madden and ah, screw it. I'll trade Rogers, take a tap. It. <laughs> that was never the case here because there's just so many other different circumstances. And I think ultimately what it comes down to is where I've kind of started to look at this is it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about what does the team want? And I'm starting to think whether it's just conspiracy guy or tea leaves, I'm starting to think that there are a lot of people that play for the Packers that would at least like to see what a game would look like with Jordan Love, who is much more their contemporary. They probably get along with more. They don't have to worry what he says Tuesday on national platforms if he's going to bury us or not. I'm sure there's a lot of people in that locker room that you may not get the direct answer from them, but they probably want off that ride too. I think we're, I don't think we're just getting to that point. I think we're past that point. And, and I think it starts to, you start to wonder if Matt LaFleur has gotten to that point, if Brian Gutekunst has gotten to that point, if Mark Murphy has gotten to that point when Aaron Rodgers two off seasons ago wanted someone fired over the way that this was all handled, do the higher ups, the powers that be, do they, are they, do they want off the ride? Because if they do, maybe this is the opportunity. I think I agree with God. Everything you just said there, so much of, of that stuff. And I think there's, you're, you're, yeah. to your point about trying to have a 10-minute conversation about Aaron Rodgers is basically impossible because there are so many layers to all of this. Um, what, when, when are you ready to see Jordan Love? Sunday night. <laughs> when do you think it is realistic that we actually see Jordan Love? Well, I've been ready to see Jordan Love now. And again, I hated the pick. I do want to preface that. Yes. And I still will always, the nature of the pick was dumb. We have argued about this for two and a half years. Yeah. But you made the pick. Right. And now there's going to be this $20 million. Like you got to, you got to figure out what you have in this guy. And even if Rogers isn't going to go anywhere or whatever he's going to do, you still, shouldn't you know what your number one draft pick not even backup quarterback. Like it was your first round draft pick that you traded up for. And you were on national TV, like, like being like kids, like the first time they saw candy. Yeah. They're fist candy. pumping. Yeah. It was like the first time they tried soda or a beer. They were so giddy. LaFleur and Gudikins were on those, uh, on those cameras in their house. So you got to see what he looks like. I think a realistic scenario is they play the Eagles. And then I think there's another game. Is it Chicago? And then, there's a buy. Rogers yep. going to want to play the Bears. Then there's a buy. Oh, my thumb hurts. I can't do it anymore. Oh, we're out of the playoffs. All right. Then you get four weeks with Jordan Love. That would be realistic scenario in any other circumstance on any other team. But you do have the massive ego, which is Aaron Rodgers, that if they come to him and say, hey, uh, your thumb, we got to get you on the IR. You're hurting the team. He goes, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. They'll say, just play with it. He's going. No, I'll, I'll go on McAfee the next day and I'll tell him what you're doing. He has become bigger than the team. Those are the two things you can see when you fly over Green Bay, Lambo and Rogers' ego. It is that massive. It absolutely is. There's no. There's no question about it. He. They can't do anything without. Without. They can't do anything. And the same situation that they tried to avoid with when Favre became bigger than the Packers, Goody knew what happened before. And then when it got time to be pushed on the, the shove, he couldn't do it or for whatever reason, wouldn't do it. And now Rogers has become bigger than the green Bay Packers. And it's like, they cannot get out of it. And so Rogers can say, all right, 
you're going to do this. Well, then I'm going to retire and screw you over, or I'm going to come back and screw you over. I mean, either way at this point. So I, I think realistically on any other team, Jordan loves playing out of the bye four games and we see what we got, but Aaron Rodgers, I, this is a guy that's going to hang on until, until he can. And we saw it in 2018. They wanted to keep playing. They hurt their draft pick. Um, because he kept playing, even though the season was already over. Uh, you hope that they don't make that mistake again. We'll, I mean, we'll see. I wonder, and I know, like, I think we are the two right people for this conversation because no one likes to body language doctor and psychoanalyze Aaron Rodgers the or, way that you and I do. us at all. You, you and I love to do that. Um, no one likes us, Pete. Well, I, I could have started, the, I could have ended the sentence there, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do you think, given the way that we've seen this play out now for the last year and a half, Matt LaFleur, by all reports, was on Team Aaron Rodgers when Rodgers was, was so pissed at the team. Knowing what we know now, like in with the benefit of hindsight, do you think Matt LaFleur would change anything about the way that he went to bat for Rodgers then? Um, again, this is like a situation where I even, I, I think in 25 years, it doesn't have to be that long, but if you ask Gudikins, like, would you have traded Rogers? He'll say yes. Well, why didn't you? And he'll just say, I can't explain it, but I couldn't, I yeah. just, it, I couldn't do I, I mean, it just, there was does no, he, I, I don't even know that he needs to explain it more than that. Like we sort of intuitively know what he means. Right. And I think Lafleur is the same way. Like Lafleur, this guy gets bounced around. He's going all over the place. And sure, he's got friends and he's connected. He gets a head coaching job, which still, if you remember how that played out, he was like the last guy they interviewed. Uh, he and was the, the last, last guy Rodgers wanted. Rodgers wanted McDaniels, according to reports. And the way that I argued it at the time was, I thought he was always Goody's guy. And Goody was like messing with Murphy's uh, schedule to get Lafleur last so that, I don't know, just so Lafleur. LaFleur comes here and it's clear, even though he won 13, 13, 13 games, LaFleur has a problem with doing things the first time. He always does the wrong thing. When LaFleur is, when he's in a situation for the first time, he always does it wrong. He's got a playoff game on the road. He screws up the travel or he worries too much. He, why does Matt, La, Matt LaFleur worries about travel? Like he's the one booking the flights and packing the bags. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't take a bye after London. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He screws up challenges. He does all this. And the worst thing I think that Matt LaFleur is doing right now is taking all the blame because every time he gets at that podium, and I understand why you want to do it as a coach, but every time he gets at that podium, he says, I screwed this up. I screwed this up. I screwed this up. And it's got to the point where we look at him. We're like, yeah, you screw a lot of things up, dude. You're the one telling us you screw it up. People in football always say, you don't know. You don't know what goes on in that huddle. You don't know what goes on in that locker room. You don't know. I've forgotten more football than you'll ever remember. I know more football in my pinky. Well, then why is it that collectively the 32 people that always make up the NFL head coaching tree are like the 32 dumbest subsection of people <laughs> In America, there's like four time. good ones at any given time, and the rest are just like they're all stupid. They all look terrible, yeah. And Lafleur, I think, does everything for the first time wrong, and I think that ultimately, it, it's it might cost him his job. Like if I'm Lafleur, I separate myself from Rogers now. The Packers are going to have to make a decision at some point. 
LaFleur is he's a coach. This is an aging quarterback. If you're looking at who's more likely to be here in 10, 7, 5, 3 years, it's going to be the coach. Yeah. But LaFleur seems like he's anchored to this guy and he's going down with the ship as well. He can get off. Goody I don't think could get off at the time. LaFleur can get off and it'll be tricky but he can get off the ride. I, I, and, and maybe I would this like season a maybe this more. is the is the opportunity for them to get off the ride. Maybe it, maybe this gives them the license to say, "Look, Aaron, clearly the team is not as close as we thought. We think the best thing is for us to either move you or for you to retire. We think that's the best thing." Now, Rodgers is not not retiring. He's not giving up 60 million guaranteed dollars in 2023. That's just not happening. I, I was trying to tell people 2 years ago when he was going to have to give back 30 million if he retired in that 2021 offseason. I was like, there's no way in hell Aaron Rodgers is doing that. Uh, but I'm I'm fascinated what happens this offseason. Before we get to that part of it, I, I want to finish on some some actual this season stuff. Um, what what do you want to see the rest of the way? This is like my go-to question now because I'm fascinated by everyone's answer. What do you want to see? What can you still get excited for? We can end on a positive note here. What can you still get excited about for the rest of the season watching this team? Well, I'm not like, I don't want to see them tank. Right. I think the gap between them and the teams that are at the bottom, it's too, like, you're not going to, you're not going to get a top five pick. So I'm I'm not rooting against the team. I don't I don't want to see them tank in any way. I mean, if you can mathematically find a way to make the playoffs, I would still prefer that. Yeah. Uh, but I think what I what I want to see is I want to I want to know that whoever is starting at quarterback in week one of next year is capable of playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. In week one of next year, I want to know if is it going to be Jordan Love? Well, let's see him. And if it's going to be Rodgers, he's got to be better than this. Yeah. I mean, there again, there was that play that he made touchdown, and there are some throws, and he's but there's a lot of like he can't throw to guys in the flat anymore. He yeah, does a lot of so this weird. where he sees the right guy to throw to, then he takes it back and then throws it out of bounds. It's not just like I wish you know a lot of these old quarterbacks are like oh physically Carson Wentz is hurt all the time. Oh, physically Matt Ryan just doesn't have the arm strength. Eli Manning right. it's with Rogers. It's like mentally he's making decisions that five years ago he would have never made. And so that's, a, that's why we've, you know, you talk about Rogers, you say, who's the greatest of all time? Well, it's Brady, but people always say, but Rogers is the most like the smartest quarterback or Rogers, but he's lost all of that. So, you know, right now if the season ended today, We'd be coming into 2023 with Rodgers as the quarterback. I'm not taking that team to win the North. I don't, I'm not taking that team to win the playoffs. I mean, right now they just don't, they look so haphazard. I don't know how you could. They don't, I don't know how you could. They look like, how do, how do I watch all these other teams that are like, defenders are flying all over the place and uh, the quarterback is, you know, Mahomes is doing what he's doing and running backs are, charging through the I'm just every team has guys that we don't. And then on our team, we have a quarterback who's always yelling at the turf and then a cornerback in Jair who only celebrates when they're down double digits. What's going on? It is, it is a, it is a very weird season for 16 different reasons. And I, I, I don't know what to make of it, but that's why I, I had to have you on to, to try and help me make sense of it. Uh, and so I appreciate you coming on. People can catch the Bart Winkler show 
um, every day. Go hang out with Bart. Uh, and we'll we'll get you back on soon, man. I, I hope you have a good holiday, and we'll talk soon. I probably won't. The Packers are my life, and they ruin every part of it. So <laughs> thanks, though. All right, thanks to Bart for joining the show. Always great to talk to him. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting news, info, analysis. Get the latest trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports, you will love Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. World Cup, great time. World Cup is so fun. You don't, you don't have to know that much about soccer. You don't, have to, you don't have to watch every minute of every game, though it helps. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. For your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories in sports, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts all right back tomorrow with Zhao you doing our pal Lily Zhao on the show and then we'll have our crossover Thursday with uh, Louis DiBiase from Locked on Eagles to talk about a Sunday night primetime matchup maybe maybe the Aaron Rodgers primetime magic will be there and and they can make a game of this you hope that that's what they can do we'll break down the matchups with Louis and Philly all of it is coming up this week Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live after a game on our Friday live show, you can do it on the Locked on Packers YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers.